You're listening to the Smart Nonprofit Masterclass with me, Jose Gomez, founder and CEO of nonprofitwebsites.com and NetMinistry. If you're a leader in a nonprofit organization who wants to reach more donors, volunteers, members, supporters, and the community that you're serving using the power of the internet, then I'm already waiting for you in today's episode. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Smart Nonprofit Masterclass. Uh, today, it's going to be a very intensive session as we go through the basic nonprofit website structure. This is this this particular podcast is a really important one as it as it lays out the blueprint of what we recommend um, at nonprofit websites, and I personally recommend. Uh, as the basis and the foundation for any nonprofit website, um, the, the, there's, you know, when we first started in internet and, and website design, um, you know, you had companies in the 90s charging tons of money and not really knowing what was going to work. Uh, through the 90s, we saw, you know, those prices surge. We saw the dot com and the dot bomb, the when the bubble burst uh, happen. And then we, we started in this age of of website builders in in the early 2000s. As a matter of fact, uh, that's about when I started Net Ministry uh, back in 2001. And the idea was to create. People were creating technologies that allowed the common person to build their own websites using the principles that were being used, the ideas that were being used by professional web designers, and then doing some of the technicals behind the scenes that were normally uh, very expensive, a bit too expensive for most nonprofit organizations or startup businesses. The problem that started to happen as we moved out of the 2000s and into the 2010s is that we ended up with cookie cutter websites, websites that all look the same because allowing users to create their own websites um, basically meant that we couldn't allow for a tremendous amount of customizations. It's why net ministry and nonprofit websites and, and our different brands never really offered templates. We always custom built the designs of our clients because there's just some things you can't allow someone to do easily. They really have to be done uh, per request. They have to be cooked on order. I mean, at the end of the day, that's really kind of the way that it is. Is you know, you can either you know do the drive-through or you can sit down and have a dinner, and that's that's the way website design works as well. You can have tools. Um, there's many tools out there these days that allow you to have a website very quickly. But customization options are going to be very limited because in order to give you those options, they have to be able to um, to kind of contain you a little bit. The, the problem with all of this is that it put the executive director, the, the ministry leader, the pastor, the nonprofit executive, the leader or the volunteer that was put in charge of the website, they, it put them now in a designer's chair instead of a, a strategist type of chair. It, it, it basically demoted them from a visionary to now a technician. And so what we have is we have a lot of nonprofit leaders that um, are either trying to learn how to fidget around with their website or worse, they're giving the duties of fidgeting around with the website to somebody who's a non-designer who now has to learn it very quickly and is probably a volunteer that won't be there in the next six months. So what we're seeing is a lot of fragmentation. We're seeing sites that technically have a good design but are very, very skinny in content and in substance. 
And so subsequently what we're seeing is that many nonprofit websites are actually completely ineffective. And if they are effective, it's nothing near the potential of what they could be accomplishing. Uh, some of the largest nonprofits in the world also went through their learning curve and they went through some of these solutions and doing a lot of the same thing, giving, giving the website to somebody, some volunteer, because they thought that it was something that anyone could do. And in reality, it's not. It's why folks like me are in this profession, because we've spent years and years learning the nuances of web design. It's a lot more than just putting a picture on a page or creating something that looks pretty. It's about creating something that really converts converts the traffic that comes to your website and then it's easy to use as a promotional um, piece of material, uh, as a headquarters for your online presence. And, and when we're talking about an online presence, we're talking about an international brand presence, which should not be left to a volunteer or somebody's son-in-law or somebody's kid who's in high school, right? So let's talk a little bit about what the perfect nonprofit website structure is. And we're, you know, we're going to start this journey at the sitemap. You know, the, the best websites don't start in Photoshop or in Dreamweaver or in some software that, that a web designer would use. It doesn't start on your, you know, friendly neighborhood web builder, you know, subscription program. It starts really in the boardroom. It starts with a committee of people that sit down and plan the website in what we call a sitemap format, which is really nothing more than just an outline of all of the pages, the sections, and the functionality that a website is gonna have once it's built. Um, the way that I like to think about this is, um, is is almost like planning a magazine. You know, you're going to plan what sections of the magazine you're going to have, what articles you're going to be writing, uh, what pictures you're going to need. The, the unique thing about a website is that you could also have media like audio and video. Um, so there are a number of things that you can do to create this magazine, this, this electronic and, and digital magazine. And then you, you plan the, web, the, the website's uh, homepage or the cover of the magazine last. But either way, what you want to do is you want to sit down and really plan a cohesive, a coherent uh, website design, website map. Um, now, th this is important to note. Um, a lot of times what we do is we get folks who just come in with a bunch of pieces of paper or very scattered um, ideas about what they want their nonprofit to do. Sometimes they're brand new nonprofits and they have like 11 things they want to do and they want to put them all on the website. And that's okay, but you've got to structure your site in a way where all that information is very easily processed, easily digestible um, by the people visiting your website. We always recommend, one of the things I tell many nonprofits who come on board is to start the website as small as you can get away with, because you can always grow it, you can always add things to it. Start with your core services, start with a very core, very cohesive presentation that drives traffic through the presentation into the actions that you want people to, um, to take. And always think through your sitemap as you go to every stop of the sitemap, you wanna ask yourself, what do I want someone to do once they're done there? So once they read the information about our organization, what options do we wanna to present to them? What do we want to instruct them to do after they've learned about us? Once you've created your sitemap, and there's a number of ways that you can do that. One of my favorite ways is to actually use printer paper. You take uh, the printer paper, you, um, you write the names of every page or every section of your website that you'd like, um, like to have, 
and you literally just lay it out on a conference room table and then you go back to every printer paper every piece of printer paper and then you underneath the title of the pages you make a bulleted list of all the stuff that you're going to need for that particular page or section of your site and then that gives you a little bit of a packing slip to go to go find so you now can divvy those things out you can give pages to certain people or specific types of tasks like you know go take some pictures we need these specific pictures we need we need to write this specific content that's a great way to go about doing a sitemap and once you're all done you, you want to create an outline format so just have one person designate one person to just create an outline of everything and it should be an indented outline if you have sections of your website which I highly recommend um, which basically just means that there's pieces of your website that, that are the major parts and then you have pages inside of those parts. So for example, you could have an about us section and that about us section might have a page for your history and mission and vision, maybe another page for your staff, maybe another page for your board of directors, um, maybe another page for just pictures of, you know, random pictures of, of things that you've done. Uh, so, so think about that. Think about ways to section your website. You might have four or five different sections and then within those sections have pages that individually represent or collectively represent those sections. The next section of your website that you should pay attention to is what I call the impact of who you are. This is a section that should really tell the story. It should talk about your vision. It should talk about what the problem is that you're solving and what you're doing, what your prescription uh, to the world is for solving that particular problem. Now, this is a section. It's not just a page. You know, you want to really create an argument. You want to tell the story. You want to talk about who's involved. It's, it's, your, it's your tap dance here. This is where you really talk about the ethos of your organization and you do it in a way that's very very um, subjective. It's it's very one-sided. It's it's just dripping with just passion and and love for what you do and and a real uh, passion to solve a problem. Um, so that that's the first part of it. And that impact of who you are. I mean, we should have you know pictures, video. Uh, we should have uh, easily digestible content, written content that you've sectioned off. So if you have a long group of paragraphs. You create you know, titles to each paragraph or every two or three paragraphs to let folks uh, be able to scan the content very easily. But you, this is the place where you literally put everything that you have, just everything you have to say about your organization. And it's okay, you can be long-winded, uh, you, can, you can tell them everything that you could possibly think of, but make sure that you section it off properly and you structure your presentation in a way that makes it fun and easy to read. And again, do not be objective and clinical about what you're doing. Make sure that you are presenting an argument. Think about uh, your about a section as like a file in a court case, and you want to prove that you are worthy of, of donor funds, you're worthy of volunteer efforts, and you're worthy of uh, being given a chance to make a difference in your community and the world. The next section that I want to address is the partner acknowledgements. This is an important area where you talk about your volunteers, you talk about the progress that they've made, you talk about your donors and, and major sponsors as well. Um, this section here, if you don't have any, currently have any supporters, you know, it's an, it's an area that's kind of optional, but once you start getting those donors, supporters, volunteers, you get uh, folks that are really um, your, your raving fans, you wanna make sure that you celebrate them and you reward them by giving them some placement on, on your website and, um, and just thanking them in general. You know, part of the nonprofit culture involves being grateful and it involves being uh, reciprocating uh, attention and reciprocating, um, you know, passion and effort. 
Uh, I really uh, truly advocate for a, a partner acknowledgement section where you can um, you can really celebrate those people that help you win. The next section that I want to talk about is the ways of getting involved. This is a this is a hugely important part of your website because of the fact that it is your kind of ending to your presentation. So if we're talking about who you are uh, on in your uh, in your uh, your uh, imp uh, impact area, the impact of who you are area, or the about us area, as many people call it, then you want to end that presentation with some kind of argument that says so do these things in order to get involved with links to your getting involved area now in the get involved area it isn't just about soliciting donations this is where a lot of organizations get it wrong as a matter of fact I see a lot of churches get this wrong um, they don't realize that there's so many ways to get involved with the organization above and beyond the donation and um, a lot of times we get kind of stuck on that, but it's kind of like asking somebody to marry you um, without even really truly meeting them. So what we want to do is we want to kind of date a little bit, right? We want to get people involved. We want to get people to subscribe to something. We want to get people to uh, join um, some type of a group or come to an event. Um, and we want to give them something that's very risk-free and it's their way of getting involved. Not everyone can donate today. Not everyone can volunteer today. Not everyone can um, can come to, uh, to a Sunday service or to come to your next uh, fundraising banquet. Um, not everyone can do the specific things that you're asking them to do, but if you give them an option and you give them as many options as possible, they might find one or two things that they actually can do. So make sure that your ways of getting involved area includes different ways of getting involved and easy to follow instructions for taking action right now. You don't want to make it difficult. Guys, you just don't want to provide information and say, so email us. You want to enable them to do it now. You want them to fill out a form. You want them to sign up, register. If, they, if you need to take payment, you want to take it right there and then. Um, the, when they're on your website is the time to convert them. At the very least, get their information so that you can follow up. And follow up is a huge thing when it comes to uh, making relationships online. A lot of folks go to websites, a lot of folks stop by websites, a lot of folks even fill out forms and then never then completely disappear on you. So imagine what happens if you don't have the follow-up there and you're just putting an email address for them to email. They'll just never do it. So make sure that you got phone numbers very prominent, website forms very prominent, and reasons for filling those things out um, very much as uh, as the, the spear to the to the presentation. The next section that you want to make sure you have is what I call latest, greatest, and newest. Uh, latest, greatest, and newest is all the stuff that um, that makes your nonprofit um, visible and makes it visible as a, as an organization that's actually on the move. People love nonprofits that are on the move. So creating the section of your website, it shows visitors that your nonprofit is active and it's involved in the community, which is incredibly important. There's so many nonprofit websites that look like the nonprofit doesn't exist anymore. If they do, they're certainly not updating anything. Um, there's no information there since you know five years ago, um, and and a lot of it is because it's so difficult. Your organization is moving at such a fast pace, right? Every, some of, some of you guys have organizations that every day, I mean, you're just doing new things, and um, and it is hard to keep your website up to date. But there are some ways, some strategies that you can use 
to keep the information very up to date, making it very simple for you to update things. Please don't use Facebook and Twitter and, and, and Instagram as your main source of updates because you are limiting your audience. More people can visit your website than visit your profiles. Even if you've got tens of thousands of followers on Facebook, only a percentage of them will see those posts. So it's incredibly important that you use social media to drive them back to your website. You can share your content to social media, but you drive them back to your website so they can sign up for lists. Your list is your most important asset on your website. They can also do other things such as get involved right now. You can, you, you can create calls to action out of the news that you're creating. Put your press releases on your website. Um, if you can blog and you can write content that helps people without them needing to be involved, that's be, that would be great. That, that creates shareable content um, that you can do. You can also do a podcast just like I'm doing here to share information, statistics, and your overall progress as a nonprofit. So latest, greatest, newest, incredibly important. And this is the section, really the only section that you'll be updating on a regular basis. If you do this right, guys, the other parts of your website only have to be reviewed every maybe quarter, half a year, for some of it, only once a year. But the latest, greatest, newest area like that has your events, your blogs, your press releases, that's the moving part of your website. That's the part that you focus on updating as you're doing things for the community and as you're creating announce, generating announcements for things that are up, com up and coming. Now, the, the last little section that I want to talk about is the cover of the magazine, the homepage. And notice I left that to the end. Um, this is really consistent with the way that I consult clients. Uh, it, it paints a picture of a homepage as kind of like this cover of a magazine. If you think about a, a homepage, kind of like the, you know, you're, you're in the shopping, you're, you're in the, uh, the supermarket and you're in line and you see the newsstand. And the newsstand has a bunch of magazines and the cover, they, they usually find some type of an attractive and compelling image. And it's surrounded with headlines of articles that are inside of the magazine. Because what do they want you to do? They want you to open the magazine and read it. They want you to buy the magazine so you can open it up and read it based on what's what they're telling you on that cover. And that's what a whole good homepage does. A good homepage is meant, it's, its intent is to get people off of the homepage. It's, it, the intent of a homepage is not to wow people. It's not to make them just, you know, drool over the amazing animation that you spent thousands of dollars on or, you know, look at how wonderful your brand looks. It's intended to get people into your website. The, the fact of the matter is that if, it, that if a user does not make a decision that the information that's presented to them is interesting enough to click on within three to six seconds, they will leave your website. So make sure that you design your homepage with that in mind. We're enticing people to click. We're not, in, we're not trying to impress them. And this is a huge mistake that many nonprofits make. I'm gonna take just a moment to kind of slap some people in the, in the hand. Guys, no one cares about your homepage sliders, your animations. As a matter of fact, sliders have been found to actually be counterproductive. Most people hate them. They never get past the second or third slide. Um, they just want something compelling and something simple to use. Um, not, executive director, I want you to hear me clearly because your staff just doesn't have the heart to tell you. No one cares how big the logo is. No one cares about using this specific image or this specific uh, way of doing things. What we're looking for is something that's going to be simple and drive people into your website 
It's going to make it easy for people, for supporters, for prospective supporters, right, to find the information they need very quickly. And I cannot emphasize this enough. I spend so much time with all the clients that we have. We spend so much time justifying why they should just forget the thing that they're trying to do that really means nothing to their success. It's just simply, honestly, it's for ego. It's for their own uh, uh, you know, ju internal justifications and no one else will care. And so I want to encourage you to listen to me here. Focus on the things that are going to get people to click, not the people that are going to be impressed, not that people are going to be impressed with. Um, if you follow my formula well, what you end up with is one, a powerful impact statement, which is a combination of words and images that in three to six seconds, right above the fold, tells somebody why they're there and why they should care. The second part is a clearly accessible content is clearly accessible contact information. They should be able to get to your contact information very clearly um, and easily. Number three is a strong summary, is strong summary content leading to the internal website content. So we want to remember, we want to get them there. We don't want them to stay on the homepage or leave. And then four, a cl clear calls to action that you can see by standing 10 feet away from your screen. So you need to have clear calls to action, clear things that people can do once they get, once they're compelled, once they're sold on what you're trying to get done. You need clear ways to do that, that they could do it right now. And you need to be able to walk away from your monitor 10 feet back and be able to see clearly where the calls to actions are. That's the test that I give you. And that actually is an old Google test. They, they used to recommend that quite a bit. So take note that unless the purpose of your nonprofit is to provide specific technological functionality, your homepage should be directing people into the content and entryways to involvement. But if your nonprofit website is designed to provide technical services such as directories and information, software tools, um, or specialized applications, you should have hooks to that technology right from your homepage, enabling visitors to find them easily and use them. A few other things that you want to have, uh, just items that you want to have. Uh, first of all, you want to set up your email update mechanisms right away. Now, newsletters are dead, so stop calling them newsletters. Nobody wants to sign up for another newsletter. Create an email uh, uh, email update or email alert type of thing that you um, to, to give to, to the people who subscribe. Create a good reason for them to subscribe. Tips and advice and stats and progress alerts, um, action alerts. If you're a, a very, uh, 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 if you're driven by a cause, you know, the, the alerts about the cause and, and how things are going. And if you're in an environmental organization, you wanna maybe have an alert system about, you know, things that are happening with environmental policy. Um, those are the types of things that people want to subscribe to. They don't want another newsletter. So set up your systems and create something that's compelling. For example, if you're a church and you're creating weekly content, why not email out every single week your sermon notes? That's great content. Uh, and that can be your weekly email. So you subscribe to get the notes from the sermon. This is really simple stuff, guys. Create something that... Um, that really creates value for the people. This is not about sending them email solicitations and requests for donations and pleas for help. Those are things that you could do once people understand the value of your organization. And once you've led them to your website and created a compelling argument. You also want to make sure that you have social media links. Now, social media, you know, one of the biggest disappointments, disappointing moments I experience with modern nonprofits is their over-reliance on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the rest of these sites provide a great place to plan awareness, uh, to build awareness and to build your brand, but they do little to drive involvement 
without the right strategy for, for that type of engagement. So make sure that you're using social media, you're sending people out to social media to get them to see some of the things you're doing through social media, but don't use that as a substitute for you know what you're doing on your website. And then finally, make sure you have some policies and terms uh, like privacy policies, terms of usage, uh, refund policies, those types of things. Make sure that you've got that clearly posted on your website. Listen guys, a, a clearly constructed, a properly constructed website will outperform any razzle-dazzle homepage flying animation. Make sure that you've got the right substance to your site and I guarantee that you're gonna be able to drive the, the right level of engagement, donations, subscribers, volunteers. I mean, you're really gonna really kill it out there. I thank you so much for sticking with me here through uh, through this podcast. I hope I provided some real value to you. You know, give me some feedback. Send me an email over to Jay Gomez at nonprofitwebsites.com or jump over to our Facebook group. It's a free group that I've got. Um, it's it's called the Nonprofit uh, Leader Insiders, and you can actually look it up on Facebook. Um, you can uh, just go to Facebook search and go to Nonprofit Leader Insiders. And, uh, and you'll find our Facebook group there. Um, you can just request to join and join that group. I'm in there most days uh, answering questions and you can share with other uh, nonprofit leaders as well. And as always, you can go to nonprofitwebsites.com. I've got a bunch of resources there that are absolutely free. Take a look at what we've got. We hope that you are being blessed with this information, that it's really helping you. And uh, if there's ever an opportunity to serve you, we stand ready. Have a wonderful day. Hey, thanks for tuning into today's episode of the Smart Nonprofit Masterclass. It's been a great episode, and I hope that it challenged you in some way and provided you with some tools to build, advance, and market your nonprofit. But before you go on your day, uh, I want to tell you about a free resource. Are you the nonprofit leader who wants to raise money for your cause, get the message out, inspire and engage your board? increase the influence of your organization, maybe you want to attract talented staff and volunteers, or keep your supporters better informed about your wins, maybe you even want to just establish a great reputation in your service area and in your industry, but you find that you lack the funding you need, you don't really know where to go next, maybe you're even scared of running out of money and resources before your mission is successful. Well, we completely understand your fight and how important your mission is to this world. We've worked with over 60,000 nonprofits around the world for the last 15 years, learning about how to build, advance, and market their organizations using the internet. We have a proven success formula that we've put together, and it helps organizations accomplish their mission, get more funding, find the right donors and volunteers, and ultimately get their message out around the world about what they're doing. So they don't have to shut down, suffer from insufficient funding, uh, attract unreliable people, or ultimately fail their mission. We've got a free checklist for each phase of our formula, which we lovingly call BAM, and they're available right now at nonprofitwebsites.com. So go download what thousands of other nonprofits have already started using uh, to become the organization that they've always really strived to be, and it's 100% free, so you can't lose. Anyway, thank you for listening, and have a wonderful rest of your day. See you next time.